0: Welcome to the Hero Ball Podcast, a podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. My name is Carter Smith. With me, as always, is Darren Caldwell. Yo. And Tom Jones. What up? So, dudes, we're using the laptop microphone again because we ran into some issues. Yep. And unfortunately, they can't be resolved tonight. So we've got one more episode, hopefully just this last one. Uh, with this sound quality, I know it's lame to talk about that and whine about that, but it's where we're at, it's and lame. it's it's what's going on, but the good news is I'm here with my homies, we're drinking some beers, listening to the crickets, and uh, things are alright outside of that, so, I don't know, you guys have a good week? No, we're good, man, I'm going to San Francisco
1: tomorrow, actually leaving at like 7.30 in the morning, so,
2: Oof. San Fran.
1: We're recording tonight, and then I'm on the plane in the morning. Yep.
2: Are oh, you flying, I, huh?
1: Yeah, flying. I think uh, you know I have a meeting with Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, um, all the you know the big wigs, big wigs like that. What about Apple? No, they're they're too far. They're too little. Actually, is what it is. Little, little. I don't deal with trillion dollar companies. Right. I stick to million dollar companies, <laughs> low billion dollar companies. <laughs> No, but yeah, we're going out there till Monday, so it's gonna be awesome. Going to Giants game on Sunday. Check the Twitter for that.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm a Giants fan. Who are they playing? Oh, the Rockies. Oh yeah, go Giants. Yeah, well, go Giants. Which one needs to lose for the Dodgers to get in?
1: Well, I don't know. Giants aren't even in the playoffs. Yeah, the so Giants are terrible this they're year. They're terrible right now. Oh yeah, so, go Giants. So, so many injuries. Yeah, I, hate what,
2: I hate the Giants. Here's but what the I'm Dodgers ex- are, <laughs> Almost uh, in it. Here's what I'm excited
1: about. It's actually Star Wars Appreciation Day. And the first 2,000 uh, visitors get a Star Wars Giants hat. So I'm really nice. hoping to grab one of those. Nice. That that alone
2: right there. If you don't have a baseball team, that could swing you.
1: Yeah. And I've seen like a small picture of it. It looks like it has the uh, Millennium Falcon like in the giant orange on the side or something like that. So do 1.30 Saturday afternoon in the
2: bay. It should be gorgeous. It should be gorgeous. So – yeah, hopefully. It's going to be great. I do have to say that as a uh, Dodger fan, I hate that they're trying to turn my Star Wars appreciation and fandom against me. <laughs> uh, because the Giants are evil and are Satan's butt. Wow, Satan's butt. That's, that's right. <laughs> Satan's butt. Satan's butt. Oh, I do want to give... Well, that's, that's a call forward right
1: there. <clears throat> I do want to give a brief update on the uh, Fantasy Ball Oh, Fantasy yeah. Basketball League. Cool. Uh, so I, I created all that today. The league is there. It's created. It's still private. We haven't sent out any invites yet. Uh, I already have my team name picked out. And I've already drafted LeBron James, so nobody else can draft him. <laughs> <laughs> In a keeper league. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually do have a keeper league, too. Because I, I always wanted to do a keeper league, which was just for one year. So, anyway, so this go, is the big question. Well, now. hold on, hold on. So I'll be send, we'll be sending out... We'll talk and get a a draft date scheduled for whenever that works for us, and then we'll send it out on the interwebs and invite folks on it. Word. Yeah. It'll be fun. Oh, and it's also set up like the Twitterer that gave us a suggestion uh, on how he had it set up.
0: Curtis. Curtis. That's my cousin.
1: What up? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I also have it set up that you can only make your team adjustments once a week, just like football. I would Just because we're all busy with life, man. We're all, we are all got kids and families and stuff like that, so it's not going to be an everyday adjustment. Set it up before every Monday. What happens, happens. Deal with it.
0: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Speaking that. Speaking of
2: uh, fantasy, though, do you guys see the, uh, the Ringers fantasy uh, football draft video? Oh the yeah
0: the documentary yeah like oh that. no I didn't see it
2: oh yeah well, yeah this you know guy sets it up as the commissioner so it looks like 0. 0.75 PPR I don't even know what these things are but uh, you know rigs the league so that he wins it drives everybody insane creates a rift within the uh, within the office the ringer almost crashes and dies because of one man's actions as the commissioner so if that's you. We will, no, dude.
1: I got, deep, <laughs> I got deep in fantasy basketball theory today, on forums that I didn't even know exists. Like there was this one guy talking about how his leagues existed since 2002, which is real early internet basketball or fantasy days. Uh, he's talking about it's existed since 2002. He does a point by point thing, which basically weighs each action. So each rebound, assist, turnover, three point made, it weighs them. Um, differently, So instead of you getting one point for a three-pointer, you may get point .5 points for it or point .2 for a block or 1.2 for a block. So it's trying to level out the league and basically make um, – it kind of eliminates like Russell Westbrook and LeBron James of being these like alpha guys that you always want to draft because they give you points on all the categories. And it's trying to flatten the league out.
2: Huh. That's weird.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't think I want that. I think I just prefer it to, and just point by point, whoever gets the most points at the end wins. Like, I get that that's not maybe reflective of how it actually is because, you know, you can look, look at a guy like Rudy Gobert, who may not statistically be as good as, say, Cap um, or Joel Embiid, but some advanced metrics will show that he's maybe the most important center in the league. But so your eye doesn't tell you that, but advanced metrics tells you that. And so this this fantasy team was essentially trying to capture that reality. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want that. That's I just want my fantasy sports to be fantasy sports, man. Give
2: me win share shares or give me death.
1: Okay? Right. I was like, whoa, I can't have EFG as a category. I don't want field goal percentage. I want
2: effective field goal percentage. Exactly. And true shooting percentage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. None of those none of those useless numbers. None no. of those Traditional box score numbers. So. I mean, what a troglodyte! <laughs> Every week, you with a word. <laughs> <laughs> troglodyte. <laughs> troglodyte. Oh, I think it's like <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> yeah. the burninator. The so, burninator. The burninator. Man, we're going way back <laughs> to that one. How uh, how many of these guys do you think sit there dreaming up all these statistical scenarios for ways to to basically create their own version of, you know, like Hollinger's PER, just hoping that somebody pulls like a Brad Pitt in Moneyball situation and goes, like, you, I want you as my assistant GM. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen how you've been running that fantasy league. Right?
1: I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dude, I was amazed. I was like, wow. Okay, that's that's deep. I don't know if you have a life. But if you do, I'm a bravo for working this into it because it's like a full-time job. Jeez. <laughs> he was talking about how great it feels to, like, get the perfect perfect score so that, you know, everybody's uh, represented equally. And like, oh, whatever, man. Okay. Yeah, that, that has absolutely no resonance no. with me <clears throat> at all. So, anyways, stay tuned for that. That will be coming out probably next week, maybe the week after. But season's approaching quickly, so we'll roll yeah. it out quickly. Yeah, yeah, we'll
0: get some info out there. Yeah. See who's interested. Yeah, gauge some interest there. We've had a few responses. Thank you for those. Yep, guys, that was great. Uh, well, we got any heat checks tonight, fellas? Anything you're particularly yep. spicy
2: about? I'm. Oh. I'm spicy about our stinking microphone oh, <laughs> not working. Yeah, that's true. Although I will say, the setup right now makes me feel professional. Just yeah. having it in front of my face, even though it's yeah. not working. <laughs> We've got these microphones <laughs> in front of our faces that do not work. We're using. I feel like yeah. I still need to, to to talk into the microphone. Just, you can. It makes me feel like my words mean more. Mm-hmm. My my opinion is actually more professional, more valid, uh, simply because there's a mic in front of my face. I now understand why people just buy microphones, stick them in a computer, and do their own podcast. Because yeah. now all of a sudden, your opinion, your words
1: matter. Oh, it matters. Yeah. yeah you definitely sound way more like Cronkite tonight than
0: like Darren. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I, mean, yeah. I feel it. I feel it. And you guys have the cool pro pop filters. Yeah. I just have the uh, the uh, foam Oh, insert. Yeah, this, this pop smells this, this pop it smells good.
1: This pop filter cost uh, $9.99. Like, I mean, it may have been 11 but it's a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of got that new car. Scent. It's a like, new it's filter kind of scent. Yeah. over here. New filter scent. I like yeah, well, I mean, we only mic check for like an hour and a half trying to figure all this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. So, Early no. Bird gets the worm. Lame. Sometimes. So, Darren's spicy about the mics. Understandable. You know what I'm spicy about? Bloggers and uh, unverified check mark uh, Twitter verse people within the DC. Uh, convo, <laughs> uh, reporting things that may or may not be uh, accurate, and it gets it gets carried away. What you are know. you talking about, Carter? Well, let I me. Mean, well, yeah, I'm glad you asked, Tom. I wasn't on our Twitter <laughs> yesterday, blowing up. What happened? So apparently, Henry Cavill is out as Superman. What? <gasps> well, that's He's what out? that's what the bloggers want you to think. We don't actually know. All these reports today are saying no. Nope, He's in. So it's really a non-story because it is more of the Ben Affleck thing. Is he in? Is he out? For how long has that been going on now? Seven. So like a year? Seven longer? months. I just yeah. That yeah. <laughs> it's been going on. It's tiresome. Um, it's, it's whatever.
1: It made for some <laughs> good Twitter, though, yesterday. It was pretty
0: funny. Wow. Then I kidding. mean,
1: we were joking about how, like, Brie Larson maybe oversold it saying she was going to break the internet. That kind of broke the internet for a little bit there. I mean, like the DC uh, Superman Twitter sphere was, was, uh, well, even beyond
0: that, MSNBC well, ran a story on it. MSB, right? The Ringer. I okay. saw a Ringer. I saw front page MSNBC. Yeah. MSN uh, and CNN this morning still lingering over, hmm. and I was like, that's weird. It was a worldwide trending Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It's funny.
1: Wasn't it originally reported by the
0: Hollywood Insider? The Hollywood Reporter.
1: Okay, well that's, who not, has, that's not a ha- rag, though. N-
0: well, you know, and they're not. They've had some reputable things. But they've also, they were the ones that record, uh, that reported that James Wan was leaving Aquaman. Who's oh. James Wan? He's the director of Aqu- oh, okay. Aquaman. Oh, a movie that's coming out uh, in a Cut. month. <laughs> and they also reported that Matt Reeves was leaving the Batman, and they're starting yeah. filming in the spring, allegedly. Right. So it's kind of like, and it's not, you know, you have Are your hits and your the- misses, but it just, the thing is, is when something is reported as this may be happening, and then everybody grabs it and runs with it. That's that's my heat check. That's the that's the, the thing I'm tired of.
1: Well, see, what happened was Henry Cavill's uh, Twitter. Description was absent of all Superman references, so therefore you take that and you marry it with the rumor it's and gospel you've got fact. it's, it's Gospel, gospel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, what it is. Derek Favors so. took away all references. Of the Utah Jazz <laughs> yeah. his Twitter reference. He's leaving for sure.
0: Yeah. Henry Cavill's uh, headline picture was Mission Impossible. Can you believe that? I can't believe he I, just marketed his latest film like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Un, unheard of.
2: So uh, so I'm going to heat check your heat check. All right, let's do uh, it. And uh, just like that time in NBA Jam, when you would like throw the ball up and the other guy would jump up and grab it and like do a windmill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there you go. This That's is called this an alley-oop. alley There goes the alley and here comes the <laughs> So So uh, this is... This is what it yeah, it, it did break the internet more than the Bree Larson pictures, you know, <laughs> yeah. of like, oh, she looks like a comic book character. Um But that this is what DC has come to. This is what Warner Brothers is forced to do in order to generate anywhere near the amount of buzz that a legitimate Marvel News can can garner. Marvel gets, you know, a headline on the day they release a picture. So DC's like Hold my beer. Let me release fake news to make everybody talk about us, which just trumpifies the whole DC Marvel debate. They need somebody to rescue their PR team. So stinking bad because it is a dumpster fire. I
1: will say, I don't think it was DC though. It was whoever the person is at the Hollywood Reporter.
2: Somebody leaked something to somebody to say something. I think, that's I think a whole lot of nothing. I think you're right. I <laughs> that think was he's, a whole <laughs> lot of
0: gibberish. <difference. laughs> that, that was a good assist, D. I like that because I think you're right. We've talked about it before. Uh, they've got a PR issue. Um, some people out there are saying it's not a PR issue. It's just the trash bloggers out there saying this. No, it's a PR issue. Yep. That's it's it's as simple as that. Uh, no one knows what direction they're going. But not only that, um, the. Uh, the 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 leaking thing is possible. You see it all the time in the NBA. You know, remember when Jared Dudley was uh, uh, ready to sign a contract with the Jazz, and 17 hours later he was signing his contract with
2: the Suns. That was the um, dumbest yeah. move ever. He well, should
1: have, as a veteran, he anyway. should have. I don't want to go there, but, but
2: yeah. yeah, that's a different conversation. Y'all remember when DeAndre Jordan was supposedly going to sign with the Mavericks? Dude, he was held, <laughs> hostage. <laughs> held hostage in a house. But my point being. The
0: players, agents, there's things that leak to, to get leverage oh, yeah. on what they want. It's possible – I'm not saying this is what happened. It's possible that Cavill, maybe his camp did it and said, oh, you know, maybe they're holding out for whatever it is, more appearances, a solo film, more money, whatever it is. And, you know, there's there's a tug of war and they've got a leak.
2: Well, I'm out. It's uh, it's plausible. Well, I'm not all, saying that's what happened. I just All you have to do is do that to make – to get all these – Think pieces and blogs and articles saying, "Well, oh, who are they going to replace him with? And yeah. what else could Cavill do?" And all of a sudden, people are, "Oh yeah, Cavill could do anything. He can get you know whatever job he wants. He's a decent actor. You know, he's, I, up and he's, he's up and coming. He's up and coming. All that. Um, he could be the next Bond or whatever." I'd love that. And then uh, and so then you have DC going, "Oh crap, we can't we can't replace him because all of the other replacements, for the most part, suck. They, they're just." Bad. Superman's an incredibly hard part to play because you've got to be able to beat somebody up and hold a kitten at the same time. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and so I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? It's all just you know opinion, but sure, it could have been. But yeah. it's just it's just dumpster fire. Yeah, it's fake news.
0: Fake news. I think you're right. It's it is what it is. Tom, you hot on anything? No, not hot on anything, man. I'm good. You cool on anything? I'm cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. You guys watch football this week? Week A- 1. Absolutely, man. Loved it. NFL week yep. 1. Uh, takeaways? What do you think? What you like? What oh, you don't like? Oh, man, listen. I More watched hot takes.
1: <laughs> I watched it in my bathrobe because I have to protest everything now. So I had to throw away all my Nike stuff. I had to throw away my Niners jerseys. I wasn't even able to drink gatorade or power water or anything like that because they probably needle too
0: (laughs) straight up water straight up yeah just straight
1: up water out of the tap but it was good man in my bathroom watching football i loved it no man it was just watching it and not having to care in the world about any of the mess surrounding it was so much fun like it was it's great to have it back on and uh, I love watching it. Those Sunday night games are always just a great nightcap to the mm-hmm. weekend.
0: So good. Yeah, there was uh, uh, quite a few injuries week one. Yeah, we had.
1: That's football, man. It'll happen.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. That one was the scary one. Because I, when when the injury went down, I got duped. I will admit it. I yeah. got duped, and I think I sent you guys the Ted. Yeah, tech. you did. I was reading a more fake news. Fake twitter <laughs> account saying that he had torn his acl i bought it and i was like this is terrible it's terrible <laughs> for the fantasy owners most importantly right right yeah they're <laughs> the ones who yeah. really matter <laughs> yeah matter. right exactly no I, that, that would have been terrible but he came back in finished the game won the game came back yeah, it was pretty i think impressive. it was 20 to zero against the bears mm-hmm. yep uh khalil Mack.
2: mac K- khalil mack khalil khalil mack didn't he have something like an interception, a sack, a force fumble, and a fumble recovery in three minutes' time? It yeah. was something crazy. I like don't that. remember the but exact hey, stat yeah. that he
1: had. Who needs him? He did something on the defensive end that hadn't been done like since 1982. Since it was basically LT. the equivalent of like the five x five that Karolinko used to get. Yeah, it was kind of like that. He had a phenomenal game, and that was amazing. Like um, they were down twenty to three. Partway through the third quarter, the Packers were, and they ended up coming back for that victory. And you're watching it going, no, they're toast. Dude. They're, not the Packers, but the Bears. Like you're oh, watching yeah. the comeback going. They're toast. Yeah. They're toast. Aaron well, Rodgers is going to do it. Yeah, he's I gonna was going to say
0: we've seen it so many times before. Yeah, the, like I Rogers. watched it
1: with utmost confidence that they were going to win that game, and it was. I mean, it was incredible. You know, the Khalil Mack John Gruden trade. I don't know if I riffed on this last week or not, but I think in The short term, it's a better trade for the Bears because Mack is a stud. And he's going to prove fruitful for them right away. Long term, if Oakland can draft well, which in the NFL seems like it's not that difficult of a thing. It seems like most players you draft kind of pan out. Um, I think Oakland's going to be great, but their payoff is going to be three years down the road. So if people have long memory, which in 2018 we don't have long memories anymore. But if they do, then three years down the road, we'll recognize this as a pretty good trade for Oakland. But right now, it's going to look silly. Khalil Mack is going to make Gruden look like a dummy for trading him. I think you're right. But But yeah, it was good watching it. Yeah. Having it back on. Um,
0: Your 49ers. Talk about uh, Jimmy G, man. Well, I – so I'm gonna sound like an idiot here because I actually didn't get to watch the game. I was driving home from Vernal. Yeah,
1: that's right. Okay, I
0: did some camping.
1: You want me to talk yeah. about Jimmy G? Yeah,
0: let's hear it. Be- so, I mean, I, I read we a were lot of texting, the highlights. I, I think, was trying sure. to get some of it in on the radio, coming in a little fuzzy. wasn't, you know, driving through the canyon and whatnot. But
1: so I, I give Jimmy G slack because he was facing the Vikings defense, mm-hmm. um, but he threw a lot of interceptions to the purple uniforms that weren't deflected or weren't anything else. They were just thrown straight to the other team. And so, you know, you got to fix that, obviously. But he threw some amazing touchdown passes, too. I don't know if you caught the clip of his, like, scramble out of the pocket as he's being chased. Yep. And he throws, like, a fade route touchdown pass to dude right at the back corner of the end zone. Yeah. That was legit. It reminded me of Brett Favre. Like, that was a really good throw. So I think there's good takeaways from the game. Uh, I think he just got skunked by a fantastic defense during week
0: one. Yeah. Well, and not only that, and I'm, I'm pulling off highlights because, like I said, I didn't get to see it. But um, it seemed like there was a lot of dropped passes that should have been uh, he had ca- some catches and touchdowns. Yep. Uh, a fumble at the one-yard line. Uh, yeah. yeah. A really, really close fumble they from George of, Kittle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like they gave themselves a chance. It sounds as if their defense played relatively well. Against, I don't. I think people are, are sleeping on Minnesota a little bit. I think the, the Vikings are going to be really good this year with their defense. And Kirk Cousins has always been solid in Washington. There's no reason to think he's not going to come in and plug in right away with the Vikings. So I, sleep- I, I don't think it's any shame losing and making some of those mistakes in week one that you make. Uh, we'll see what they do this week against Detroit.
1: Yeah. I think people sleep on Minnesota – um, because they're a defensive-oriented team, and that's just not a sexy thing. And so you, you're always waiting for the bottom to fall out. Like, they, they can't sustain it. It's not something that they can do for 16 games or 17 games. Uh, they don't have Tom Brady at the helm. So as soon as the fl- floor falls out on their quarterback, uh, who's nothing more than a game manager, then their season's over, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, on. Do you want to talk about concussions at all? You want to cover that? Well, How do you feel about that week one?
2: So I thought it was actually going to ruin uh, the viewing experience. I, I only watched a little bit. I'm not a huge NFL guy. Um, I only know like the big names. I'm not. I don't track with it the way that I did probably maybe five, like six, seven years ago. Joe Montana, John Elway, those guys. Yeah, I'm more like Bart Starr. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's your time. Um, that's my that's my guy. That I'm really hoping he pulls out from my fantasy football team. Uh, I really this like year. what uh,
1: Terry Bradshaw's doing in
2: Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, you know Troy Aikman. I mean, he's he's got a gun. I don't know about that Michael Irvin with him, but it could be trouble. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm I'm a super casual fan, which is probably the kind of fan that the concussion issue would affect the most. Mm-hmm. And over the last couple of years, I've been. Um, I've been I'm more and more disinclined to watch football because I know that so many of these guys are going to leave the game you know, in their 30s completely screwed up mentally and physically because of the punishment they take. And it's kind of weird rooting for that to happen as you're watching these guys take hits. But in a little bit of action, I, caught, like, I thought that was going to affect how much I enjoyed watching it, but it it really... know it didn't it's week one you know week one's exciting you know maybe by week nine when you hear about some guy with his third concussion of the year and three other star players are out with ACL injuries and you know some guy had a spinal injury and had to be you know helicoptered out to the hospital or something like that maybe at that point you're like okay I don't want to watch this but week one it didn't really impact a whole lot I do think that as far as the concussion issue goes it's going to be something long-term when you look back at it. Uh, concussions, Roger Goodell, um, you know, domestic abuse issues, those three things are going to be sh- seen as the reason why the NFL plummeted in their rankings. And, and sports like the NBA, and I think MLS are going to come up and become the you know two of the top three. And NBA will be the, the number one just because of global market share. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the concussion issue didn't impact my viewing the way that I thought it would. But, again, week one, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. It's, it's easy to forget about while you're watching a game, like you said, the excitement of it. But then when you start to look at I mean, we're in week one, and I, I mentioned injuries already. And, and these aren't necessarily concussions and stuff, but it's still just the, the physicality and the, the brutality of the game. I mean – We've yeah. already got Delaney Walker, Greg Olson, yeah. uh, you know, out for the season in week one. Like there's just things that happen, uh, broken foot for Greg Olson, things like that. Um, and, you know, I know they're trying to implement these, these new rules, you know, how, how you go into a tackle uh, head first t- types of things. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to uh, – the players don't like that i think we've already seen some some of the players be pretty vocal about how this is just you know they're being penalized for something which okay seeming like on paper that's fine we want to implement this rule to make it safer right yeah. Yeah. no one's going to argue with that until you got the players saying okay yeah but that's kind of just fake news <laughs> well, because that, that yeah. it doesn't really going the speed we're going The way we're going, like, we can't really do this.
2: And now we're being penalized with it on top of that. So it's, I don't know. Well, I I watched one play, and I think it was even, maybe even the Seahawks game, and it was a penalty on the team that I wasn't rooting for. I was pulling for the Seahawks. But it was one of those plays where the receiver dives for the end zone and the defensive guy's diving to tackle him. mm -hmm. And they call a foul because his helmet hits him first. I'm like, how are you supposed to, do that when you've got these six foot three guys moving at the speed they're moving, trying to one guy's trying to stop the other guy, and that guy drops his head and dives. What are you supposed to do? Like hold your head up and hope that you like catch them with your hands? I mean, right. yeah. you've got to hit them. That's the goal of the game. So I, I can see why that's frustrating. And it, it does make it frustrating to watch when you're you know, you're like, oh that that was a decent play or a decent tackle. And then you get a 15 yard penalty if that's your team because how do you fight that? How do you stop that? I agree. I mean – All I know though is that between the NFL, which I'm supposed to boycott, (laughs) and the Nike jerseys that all those NFL players were wearing that I'm supposed to boycott.
1: Despicable.
2: I sat there just turning it on, then off, then on, then off because, I mean, what else are you supposed to do? (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you gotta boycott something. Jeez, uh, people, tell me what to boycott next. Every, because every I don't time know how I saw to think. A
1: jersey, I turned it off. <laughs> turned it back on. Yep. I saw another jersey. Turn it back
2: off. I literally only watch in, for the cutaways to the studio crew.
0: Yeah. So if you guys listening want to uh, go ahead and um, add us on yeah. Twitter at the Hero Ball Pod and tell us what to boycott. Tell and me what to
2: boycott. I don't Darren know how to think to anymore.
0: Enough. He doesn't want to think for himself. And uh, we want you, the listener, to tell Darren what to think. So, um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think it was a, a good week one as far as just the – from uh, the team, you know, from my perspective, I'm a 49ers fan. Things are looking up for them. Uh, the concussion thing, the injury thing is always a – I think you're right. It's always going to be on the back of my mind in some ways. In fact – oh. Go Can ahead. I interject? Sure.
1: Can we talk about Pittsburgh and Cleveland?
0: Oh, dude. Time? Oh, yes. That's actually good. Yeah, I like yes.
1: that. Yes. So, 21-21. I mean, this is a moral victory for Cleveland. Oh, it's
2: beyond that. They are undefeated currently. Yeah, wasn't I, that somebody who screenshotted it? That's their best record since like 04. Yeah, their best start. Their yeah. best start since 04. That means that they have lost – their last 13 opening games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Like, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> He's doing if work. you're a Browns fan, respect. Yeah. And if respect. you're. So
1: I work with two Steelers fans. And I went in on Monday, oh, man, man. And stood by their cubicles just like.
2: So, so you, t- you tie Cleveland, huh? <laughs> Cleveland, what, do you, what do you say to that? Cleveland had the thing, right? Where if they, on their first win. Free beer for everybody, right? Yeah. So in a tie, do they just do, like, free Reds Apple Ales <laughs> to everybody? Like, because that's the, the, you know, drinking equivalent of a tie. <laughs> oh, man. I,
1: that was awesome. I, I mean, bravo for Cleveland. Like, they're kind of the sleepy, uh, the sexy sleeper pick this year. And, Are um, they? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Well, well not – okay. Well, Tiger, Taylor, to win five
2: games. Carlos yes. Hyde. I, mean.
1: I don't mean sleeper. To hurts. exceed what they've done for the last yeah. 13 years. To double <laughs> and possibly triple their
2: win totals. That's what I mean. That That's like rooting for Void to uh, to show up with a 70-mile-per-hour hog. I like Mile-per-gallon mile hog. I like that, Okay. Dude. So
1: they – listen – they have, they are so terrible for so long. If we, I will gladly celebrate a five or six win season with Browns fans. <laughs> I, bravo, you're out of I the like bottom. That. I think Detroit will probably take your spot. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's where they're going. That's where we're hoping they go. Yeah. <laughs> projected. Pro- so, five or six wins. wins. I Which hope feels so. Like
0: I mean, that honestly feels like they're making the playoffs. <laughs> Just talking about five or six wins. I hope so. I mean, I've got Tyrod Taylor's actually my, I've mentioned him like three times now. <laughs> He's my backup quarterback. He had a good game yeah. fantasy last week. I didn't play him, I played Tom Brady.
1: <laughs> but you gotta <laughs> play the GOAT.
0: Yeah. I play, yeah. D, I like that segue, though, the yeah. attempted segue. You know? I was thinking if we were talking football into Jim Carrey, we'd go with laces out, but.
1: <laughs> that's all right i yeah sorry i we had to talk about a tie though like you don't get ties yeah. often let alone week one let alone the the worst team that the nfl's had probably the last 20 years i mean i know detroit was really piss poor for a while there but cleveland has always given them a run for the money and chased them to the bottom of the barrel you know what Detroit you know got like good cleveland stayed crappy they're the worst team in 20 years, and they tie Pittsburgh
0: week one. That's a story. You right know there. what Cleveland needs to do is get that thing that it erases your memory <laughs> and
2: you have a no, like, recollection of a Kind of getting, like this one movie. Getting a tie okay. is like finding out that your female captain is actually a man. Wow, it is. Yeah, okay. Let me see if I can do this. Uh,
1: (laughs) I I got got nothing. I got nothing.
0: Uh,
2: (laughs) Getting a tie is finding out like your entire life is televised and you live on a set. Mm -hmm. It's true. It would be
0: devastating if you continue to suck that bad. But you got to be truthful. Yeah.
2: You know, because something about liar, liar. (laughs) I (laughs) (laughs) I I got nothing. Getting a tie is like being named vice president of your company and then getting thrown under the bus. For ruining said company, ah, and then you've got yeah. to steal everybody else's lawns. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what if
0: it, you know Cleveland fans? It's almost like they want to wear some sort of mask. Oh, <laughs> some other. You Man, know, I just these carryovers. So fantastic!
1: This
0: is no, this is good. Uh-huh. This is actually fun because we—it's
1: it's almost like Pittsburgh's defense <laughs> we got has has been stolen. And the only way to find it is by hiring the best detective around. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. <laughs> I, you
0: know, I was going to say something like <laughs> being a Cleveland fan, it really makes you want to invent something to control mm-hmm. the minds of all the different people, to gain all the knowledge that you can tell great riddles. To the- <laughs> I have yeah. No idea where I'm taking it. Like, yeah. like looking at. I the knew list where you of- were
2: going, but it's also partly because you're wearing a Batman shirt right now. Oh, that's right true. Now. That's true. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, call it. You know, and I call this "Kiss from a Rose." So crazy. this is like Batman Forever. That song still is forever. Oh, I got that's one more song. also.
1: I mean, Cleveland really played like the Grinch to a week one for Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they stole a win right out
2: of... Right out of them. As if Took they were it up right scoring. out of the Whoville.
1: Took it up right up on the mountain. That's right. Yeah.
0: Yep. Are they going to return it, though? Are they just going to...
2: They're just going to uh, keep it, yeah. yeah you
0: can't push it. it too far. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was awesome. <laughs> that was a good segue. You Saturday. know what, guys? Let's talk Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey is... Oh, right in <laughs> I like it. Jim Carrey, part of all of our childhoods
2: in a way actually not
0: no? no that's right you know i'm
2: uh i was a homeschooler and uh honestly my wife is the best person to be on this pod right now because my wife is the reason why i watched a jim carrey movie really is yeah. it because you didn't like or you weren't exposed to it
0: and so it just was no interest or you see
2: ace Ventura came out right around probably i don't know when i was about 12 or 13 and uh and when i was 12 or 13 I was still watching like Disney made for home movies because that's what I was allowed to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Ace Ventura was definitely not in the cards for a homeschooling, uh, homeschooled conservative kid. Um, I I don't even think. I mean, I remember seeing previews for that, and uh, and I remember as a kid, you're always doing like you know the do not go in there scene and all that. You know, I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) You know, on the preview, but. I also knew, like, there's no way I'm ever going to get to see this movie. So it never entered really into my consciousness. And, uh, you know, I remember, you know, I didn't want to watch Bruce Almighty because of the, you know, blasphemous. I still won't actually. But I watched it the other day on Netflix. I was going to say, it's on Netflix and I I watched it. (laughs) I I judged you silently. Yes. Um, (laughs) I, you know, I watched, uh, you know, The Truman Show, because that's a clean movie, clean one. I thought
1: you said you've only seen one film. You've just listed three that you've seen.
2: Well, I've seen them now. Oh. Well, again, not not Bruce Almighty, because again, I'm not a sinner like you. Yeah, I got it. But uh, (laughs) um, no, when I got married, uh, some of Kayla's favorite movies were the Ace Ventura movies, and so sounds like your wife
1: is really of the world.
2: It sounds like my (laughs) wife is pretty amazing, actually. (laughs) And uh, and so she introduced me to Ace Ventura, and we bought like the box set with like the two of them and the animated series, oh. which we've never actually watched the animated series. We just wanted the movies. Oh, I vaguely but, uh, remember that. Wait, of what? The Mask? No, of uh, Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura, pet oh. detective. All right. So I've seen I've seen the two Ace Ventura movies. You know, I Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they're, they're pretty good, but I I don't have. I never had the, the connection at a young age to nice. Ace Ventura, so I didn't watch yeah. the Cable Guy or the Mask, or those movies weren't part of my childhood the way right. they were part of yours. But uh, I'm, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to the Cariness. That's so, all right. That's all I right. I think,
1: like, I mean, I remember in seventh grade, boys wearing Carrie's Ace Ventura outfit, and not for Halloween, but just like wearing it, an uh, open shirt, an open Hawaiian shirt, tank top underneath. You know, the boots and whatnot, like, looking carey And then all of us, of course, were spreading our cheeks and talking out of our butt. Oh, my gosh. Because that's, that's what you do. That's funny. Jim Carrey does it on a movie. See? And so, uh, I mean, all of his – I mean, I watched YouTube clips of it the other day, probably like 15 minutes of it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I forgot all of these lines. And yet I would go through my house saying all of them, the sliding oh, glass me. door trick on Ace Ventura – where he's like singing and yeah. it's cutting in and out. <laughs> <laughs> Only this. <laughs> oh man, all that stuff. So it was huge. Like you saying, you didn't watch it as a kid. I watched it as a kid, and probably wore it out. So for me as a kid, my parents probably were so tired of their obnoxious 12 and 13 year old boy pretending to be ace. Well, <laughs> sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure. 12 and 13 year old boys are obnoxious enough, let alone when they've
0: got Jim Carrey. Pumped into their psyche. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of
2: my friends yeah. were quoting it <laughs> running around. I didn't know what it was, you know? Yeah. But uh, I knew where it came from.
0: That was it. Like the one you mentioned was the was the favorite of mine because you walk out of a bathroom, do not go in yeah, there. Right? Right. <laughs> it's just what, what little kid doesn't think that's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, I used to quote the, it's not as funny just to say but for whatever reason as a kid i thought it was hilarious you must be the monopoly man all oh, right yeah okay. it's not that funny but it's just like as a kid i used to say that and I, I remember watching the ace ventura movies with my dad and uh i think it's the second one when nature calls when he's in the rhino yes yeah, <laughs> i just remember watching that I, it was probably my whole family watching so when so he's great. coming out just all of us, rolling with laughter. Just, oh my goodness gracious. My, uh, so, so
1: terrible. You know what What line I used to say, speaking of Monopoly Man, that wasn't a big line, was but number one where um, I think like a lieutenant comes in or something and he goes, yes, Satan?
2: Right.
1: <laughs> like it was just one of those things where your sister calls your name and you're like, yes, Satan? That's
2: cool. I remember my, my friend, um, Matthew, telling me about – when he went and saw it, because you know, he was allowed to go see those movies, and uh, and he was telling me about the rhino scene, and just him telling me about it sounded hilarious. Oh, yeah. oh, this so guy crawling out, crawling out of the rhino, and the, and the little kid going, Mommy! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's so gross. Man. But the Monopoly so guy line is my wife's all-time favorite line. Oh, is it? How she can't talk about that scene without just dying laughing. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's good. Because it's when, not
1: even a big part of the movie. Right? No, it's, just, it's just, this con-
0: just the look of him and yeah. just the, the, the arrogance of the character. Is just, <laughs> and just to... Oh, man. It's funny. Mine as a kid, though, was uh, my go-to Jim Carrey movie as a kid was The Mask. I loved that movie. Yeah. it. I still love it. It... I don't want to say it's my favorite Carrie movie, but it's still up there. Like it's held my entire life. But as a kid, I would watch that all the time. My brother and I would watch it. Um, just the comedy, the, the, the story, the, the the visuals of it is it's kind of set up like this noir, uh, you know, 1940s it gangster looks like a vibe. Dick Tracy. Yeah, like a Dick yeah. Tracy thing. I don't know. There's something resonated with me with that. Um, the Mask was my go to Jim Carrey movie as a kid. You know, and they change as you get older and, and you're, I don't want to say my tastes change because I probably still have the same tastes yeah. as my nine-year-old self, <laughs> but uh, my wife can probably attest to that, but uh, that was my go-to and of course then it went into Dumb and gummer and, yeah. and then he started to take on different roles as well and kind of mature in in some ways, take on some, some other stuff that was uh, not just the slapstick gross-out humor stuff that he kind of got famous for. He's always famous
1: for, like, his physical comedy, his overacting. Yeah, his uh, being, facial features. Yeah, kind of just... like the man of a, of a, of a hundred faces. Mm-hmm. Um, let me read for you real quick the, the the like the string of movies he has in, like, a five-year period, starting with 94. So Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, all 94. Wow. That's a good yeah. year for him. That's a – I mean, that's huge. Those three movies still live on today. And then Ace Ventura again, Batman Forever in 95. Cable Guy, Liar Liar, the next two years. Truman Show in 98, Man on the Moon in 99. That's kind of where he started to do really different things. Mm -hmm. Man on the Moon, Me, Myself, and Irene, which is also a different type of comedy. Kind of
0: a dark, dark black comedy.
1: And then then How the Grinch Stole Christmas in 2000, and then he's kind of gone on from there. But those prime like first four years out of the game oh, dude hot
0: that rivals tim allen had a year where he had the number one television show yeah home improvement he had the number one book uh, uh you uh-huh. know on you know, <laughs> and uh the number one movie the santa Fe was all yeah. in the same so but, so who who had it better carrie or, or or tim allen who had a better I'll
1: probably carry it's probably yeah. He probably didn't make much off of those three films because he wasn't really much of anyone, but like a in living color actor yeah. prior to that. But it launched
0: him. But which it, is, I mean, those—that's yeah. an incredible year: Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, and Ace Ventura—all in one year. Yep. Jeez. You know, I—I I, I should mention Batman Forever too because that movie still holds a special place in that, my to me heart. That too was apex. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah, that was the the Batman movie I, in a lot of ways, grew up with, and so just the fact that Carrie is in it still. Kind of makes me chuckle once in a while. <laughs> it's a Jim Carrey movie, it's so weird. Yeah, but
1: so as a kid, you know it was Ace Ventura. As an adult, what's one of the more what's some of the movies you like of, as from him as an adult? Uh,
0: the two that stick out as an adult, like I said, I still have love for The Mask. I still I still watch it all the time, like I really do. It's like one of those weird movies. It's like a comfort movie where you can put it on in any mood. So The Mask is still up there for me, but the ones that I kind of realized as an adult, like, wow, this is not only good acting performance, but these are good movies. was Man on the Moon and um, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, Those two were just... Eternal Sunshine is my kind of movie with the bizarre and the kind of the borderline sci-fi elements, and the strangeness of that, um, but then just the... Carrie's performance in that movie, it's... Awesome. It's it's great. He plays, he truly plays a great sad sack. I think we said that about uh, Joaquin Phoenix recently, too. But <laughs> Carrie does a good um sad sack, depressed. I don't want to call him a loser necessarily, but he's just really inside his own head. And that movie, the story, the bizarre weirdness to to it uh sticks out for me as an adult. Yeah. I like to go back to that movie and watch it.
1: Have you seen the number 23?
0: I have. Uh, you know what's funny about that? I, I When I first saw it, I really liked it. I thought, wow, that's cool. It's dark. It's kind of suspenseful. It's Jim Carrey uh, showing a different side. Um, and I watched it recently because it was on Netflix. And this is only maybe a month ago. Is it? really? It, it might be gone now, it's but gone, it was – so maybe I hit the tail end of it. But this literally was within the last month or two, and I watched it and um, could not get through it. I literally, I, I pride myself on watching, even if a movie is it's terrible, I will I will say, you know what, I got the time, I'll, I'll watch it, I'll <laughs> see it through, even though this is trash, I will, I will finish it, and I was sticking through, I was like, this movie sucks, I do not like this, I can't get through this, but I'm pushing through, and then it had like literally like 17 minutes left, and I was like, I cannot do it, click.
1: Huh? I did not
0: like it at all. So anyway, I don't know why, because I remember liking it when it came out. But for whatever reason, when I watched it recently, I was like, this sucks. Yeah. So uh, I
1: think Man on the Moon's made the biggest impact on on me as an, as an adult. That's been my favorite movie from Carrie. It's, it was just so good. And the job he did playing Andy Kaufman, I didn't even know who Kaufman was. Taxi was before my time. Kaufman was before my time. Um, so I had no idea what I was getting into. And just watching it. It's still one of my favorite Carrie films. Like those other ones are funny. They'll always be ha-ha funny, and I'll always be able to reminisce about them in my heart and joke about them with my peers. But um, they're probably not good films as far as like hold up. You know, If I watch it at 36, I'm probably not going to laugh like I did when I was 12. Um, but The Man on, Man on the Moon is just so good. And then the corresponding documentary that came out just a couple – well, yeah. within this past year –
0: it just made it really good. So that, that's for me. Yeah, he took his acting to another level on that. Yeah. To, to where none of us even knew until that documentary came out.
1: Oh, right. I mean, yeah. because they
0: had kind of withheld all that footage. Yep. But uh, it, he, I think Jim Carrey in real life in some ways, just from what I've seen in interviews and things like that, he seems very Kaufman-like anyway in the sense of you kind of just don't really know what's real and what's not. And so who better to play Kaufman than somebody who becomes Kaufman yeah. and is in a lot of ways already that kind of persona and his own, you know, real, real life persona, whatever you want to call it, personality. There's a good one. No, that's a great movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, tried to get my wife to watch it with me and she doesn't have, doesn't seem to have a lot of it, so. <laughs> but it's great. Yeah, it's good. What about you?
2: Oh, pretty much all of my Jim Carrey movies were adulthood movies, yeah, so, that's, uh, actually, I mean, the classics, Dumb and Dumber, The Ace Ventura is, oh yeah, I could still watch Dumb and Dumber today. Oh yeah, and, all, uh, always. And enjoy it, yeah. so. <laughs> you want to hear the
1: most annoying sound ever?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, oh, it's the sound of, of three guys trying to plug in three mics and oh, make it work on them. <laughs> <talk> <laughs> that's
0: funny. That's so dumb. Technology. Should we move on? Move on. Move on. Topic three. What up? Nelly Kush. We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get to that. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) That story's good. I'm excited to talk talk about that. Yeah, we'll get
1: there. (laughs) NBA Hall of
0: Fame. There you go.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got the studs uh, this year. I think these guys all came out in 1998, if I remember. This was a draft class from 98, maybe even 96. No, that doesn't make sense. That's like 22 years. It's got to be like 98. But um, Jason kid grant hill steve nash ray allen even the great celtic dino raja that's just for my own laughter uh were inducted i was gonna say abducted inducted into the nba hall of fame this year (laughs) dude those guys dino raja aside are fantastic all-time great nba players this is a really good draft class Mm -hmm. i'm a little sentimental because a lot of my the players from my youth are gone kevin garnett's gone and like Mm -hmm. they're all gone you know Uh, Anyways, so they all got uh, inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame. Here's a question I have for you. Starting a franchise with a point guard, do you start with Kidd or do you start with Nash? And not like Nash in Dallas or Kidd in New Jersey. I'm saying you know their full scope of career Mm -hmm. of what they will be, but they will be all that on your team
2: there. Okay. Jason Kidd. Kidd or Nets? All day, every day. All day, every day? Jason Kidd single-handedly willed an, a New Jersey Nets team to the finals. I mean, they got crushed by the Lakers. Um, I think but, the East uh, was
1: really weak at that time, too, but still. I don't Firing know if it recall. was really
2: weak. I don't – that was a while ago. I mean, it's, it's not like it is not. I don't today. think it is. Yeah, like like it was. But, um, but Jason Kidd was the only guy on that team. Um I mean, I think if we had if a we're young
1: Richard Jefferson and Kenyon Martin, that's it. Was Alonzo Mourning on that team? Uh, no. I don't think yeah, so. Kenyon, Kenyon Martin was actually a little, not, I mean, not good.
2: He was he was high serviceable. Kenyon Martin is like the Taj Gibson. He's the, you need a guy like that yeah. who, can, who can take the load and not get stats. But if he's your third star, that's a crappy team. Um, I will, well, so now I'm kind of going back on it. Jason Kidd, because of what he was able to do, Steve Nash, I loved watching Steve Nash play. I think for today's NBA, Steve Nash is the better player. I mean, Jason Kidd developed a three point shot, but it was still Lonzo ball quality. He had,
1: I mean, in the beginning of his career, he was no threat at all, he was Ben Simmons threat alert from three point out from three point but then he he developed a really good just like almost like a set shot like a sleepy sam perkins he almost didn't even elevate off
2: the ground at all uh but it was good he he was jason kidd was like russell westbrook if he cared about his teammates he he was like jason you know ben simmons with a better jump shot with more willingness to take it that's why I I tend to go Jason Kidd because even though I think Steve Nash with his shooting percentages he was he was like the uh, the completely unselfish Steph Curry not that Steph Curry is is selfish but Steph Curry's looking to shoot Nash was always looking to pass um, I mean didn't wasn't there a year that Nash had like fourteen fifteen assists he, per he, game or yeah, something like that Yeah he got that? up real high I don't know but yeah yeah but Jason Kidd also brought the defense in a way that Steve Nash just couldn't, and so I don't know. End of the day, it's it's a tight it's a tight race, but yeah. I would go Jason Kidd because nobody nobody was able to to do what he did until Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook does it by stealing rebounds and and doing all that kind of stuff. Jason Kidd did it because he genuinely wanted his team to succeed. He was always the smartest guy on the floor. I remember how pissed Kobe was when they wouldn't trade Andrew Bynum for Jason Kidd that, when that opportunity came along. And that tells you something, that when a guy like Kobe Bryant, who's as fierce a competitor as there has ever been in the NBA, wants a guy like Jason Kidd on your team, that, that tells you something about the, about the player. Jason Kidd, yeah.
1: Yeah, he, his career stats aren't sexy, but man, he had some phenomenal years. Six, 17 points a game, Almost eleven assists, almost eight rebounds. Oh, and two point three steals. That's that's a line. I, I would say that's 80% pretty dang free sexy. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds sexy. Well, I just mean like career that's, wise, the, they're not wise. But I mean, the last we guy had, we
2: we brought up career stats with was Manu Ginobili, who is like 13, 4, and three. He
1: had yeah. ten seasons of two plus steals, and if you include the seasons where it was like one point seven or above, it, it probably goes up to like fifteen. Actually, it's pretty much his entire career. He's yeah. always one and a half or more
2: steals a game. Dude was yeah. always just a really good he, defender. He was LeBron James, but just without without the full offensive range. If he was as tall as LeBron,
1: he probably would get very similar stats. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because he always got those triple doubles, which meant a lot at the time. They don't mean anything now. Yeah, but because uh, he got them in a different style of game. But he got them with like the with like the low key. Um, Twelve points a game, ten assists, ten rebounds—that type of thing. He didn't get like very sexy ones at thirty points a game, things like that.
0: He was very low on his triple doubles. Did Nash ever go to the finals?
2: No, he and, and, and only I made the so. second
0: round. He, two MVPs, yeah, which were both probably taken from Kobe Bryant, if I remember correctly. One of
2: them was for sure. Yeah, the second one fun. I think was deserved. Okay,
0: but. it's hard for me to remember.
1: Yeah, they give him back to back. Uh, yeah. You know what, dude? I go with Kid, too. I, I, I mean, go Kid as well. Nash's stats. Injuries,
2: too.
1: Nash's yeah. stats, like, I mean, they're good,
0: but Kid did it longer. And Kid, as a coach, instructed one of his. Uh, Guys, to run into him to spill the glass <laughs> to buy some more time. That, was, that is a move that just that alone. That was a fifty, $50 thousand dollars
2: fine move right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what?
1: That was well. It could have been his fault because he kind of was, it was really obvious. But that oh, was terrible. I actually like that move. It was a <laughs> great <laughs> in-game coaching. It re, if yeah, it would I have been
0: more subtle,
1: yeah, and it just would have, that would have been like that's like it on your feet right there. Well, hey, but he
2: did turn into a super sleazy. Guy, though. Yeah. Because he, he he did have – didn't he have, like, the domestic abuse things mm-hmm. that kind of dogged him a little bit? But yeah. I think Maybe. if he played 20 years later, 15 years later uh, in today's NBA, uh, that stuff would have been a huge, huge yeah. um, blight. I think uh, he, it was kind of overlooked uh, unfairly. But um, – and then as a coach, he, he got guys run out of, you know, GM jobs and things like that because he – or he And he got himself traded, basically, out of New Jersey because yeah. he didn't want to be the coach for that guy. So he, he had some sleaze moves that Steve Nash never did. Steve Nash, yeah. character-wise, far and above oh, Jason a, Kidd. Yeah. If Jason sort of Kidd is a player, I'd probably go Kidd over
0: Nash. I always liked uh, Nash as, as seemingly as a person. You know, He always seemed to – he played the game right. Obviously, we're, we're not – discrediting his play at all he's obviously he's a hall of famer but uh yeah he seemed like a a good dude and uh, people seemed to like him as a teammate man one of them he was seemed like a good leader just moving on to grant hill hill for a minute
1: um i wish that guy's career would have been different man like his early stats
2: pre-injuries were phenomenal so good. He was he was Lebron light before yeah, Lebron. He right. was like Lebron point seven five. Yeah, with his stats, and that's that's it. That's high praise. I mean, at that
1: time, he was one of the guys that came in and was like the quote
2: next MJ.
1: Everybody in the late mid to late nineties was the quote next MJ, and he was he got that label too. Um, he was just so good. His numbers were so good.
2: He can control a whole team. It was a shame. And he, man, he was down for like what two three seasons. He tried to come back, I think, too soon after one yeah. of his ankle yeah. things and uh, and ended up trashing his next season. He did. I remember they signed yeah, I mean, was sad. Grant Hill and McGrady. They, they wanted did. to get Duncan too, and they they missed out on that. Yep. And that's right when everything happened to Hill. And we never got to see nope. full, full health Hill with Tracy McGrady, never. which would have been – I mean, I, was ex- I wasn't a Magic fan. But I was excited at the possibility of watching those two guys play together.
1: Yeah, super teams didn't happen back then. And to see those two guys play together would have been so cool. Yeah. It would have been so great. McGrady had just come from Toronto where he was playing with his cousin, Vince Carter.
2: And gosh, man, what, what could have been? I, one, one of the things I was thinking about when we were prepping for those and just talking about maybe going over this was the guy that even, – even though I you know, dislike the guy now – that I'm worried will actually have a Grant Hill trajectory is Gordon Hayward. Hmm. He he won't. He never had. He didn't have the Hill stats at the beginning, but he started getting there with his you know 21 points a game, five and five, constantly improving his game. Then he goes and completely shreds his ankle and the ligaments, and he could pull a Paul George, come back just as good as ever. Hopefully that happens. You know, even though you betrayed us, hmm. don't wish it on you. You know. But there's that – there's just part of me that's like, I wonder if he's going to end up having a Grant Hill kind of thing where he comes back. He's not – he, he re-injures it. He just yeah isn't as good as he ever could have been. I've had that same injured. thought.
0: I've I've had the same thought of not only just what if he in, gets injured again, but just what if he just isn't who he was? What if he just can't ever get that back? Yeah. and. It, like you said even though okay we got the history with Utah and we're still bitter over that in some ways I want him
2: to play well <laughs> like so you, we can boo do. him and beat
0: him <laughs> yeah, there you that's go that's what i want i you don't want, want him to beat him be legitimately yeah, yeah.
2: yeah i don't want him to be on the sideline street clothes when we beat him i want <laughs> to i want him to be full hayward yeah. when when donovan mitchell dunks in his face right but but
0: you're right it's it it would be a sad thing to see i mean because he yeah. has gotten better and better and he truly had we we know cuz we watched him for 7 yeah. years the dude works hard at at his game. He works hard. And when he finally got that all-star nod, we all knew he deserved it because he had worked for it and earned it. And so I know we're we're giving Hayward some love here. I don't, you know, some people aren't going to be happy about that, but you can't deny who he is as a, as a, as a worker and a player. So it would be sad to see him take the route that, that Grant Hill took because we all look back and that's the conversation we're having. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame, but our conversation is what could have he been? Yeah,
2: he'll he'll never be uh, Hill. Hayward, Hayward, you know if if his his career went off the rails, he would never get a Hall of Fame. You know invite. You know who knows what will happen down the road, but I mean Grant Hill was a he could have been a generational up there with Scotty Pippen kind of Jack of all trades right. but with a better offensive game more of a star persona kind of guy Exactly um, and the thing is even after his injury even though he came back at you know 60% or whatever of what he was I remember watching him and playing for the Pistons and he would still be throwing down some dunks and putting up like 16 8 and 8 kind of lines 20 you know 9 and 7 lines uh, every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just never as often as he did before. And that always bummed me out. I loved Grant Hill as a player. He was one of those guys. I remember the Gatorade commercials, all of that stuff. Like, I loved him as a player. He, he was, was tragic, man. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it just it sucked when his career got cut short. But I'm glad he got in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. You know what might help Gordon Hayward, though, in his ankle? <laughs> possibly alleviate some of that.
2: little hashish. Maybe, little,
0: maybe some medicinal marijuana, some medicinal <laughs>
2: Nelly Kush,
0: yeah, possibly. So, so Tom, give us give so us the Don, spiel. The great
1: coach of Don Nelson, who coached both Kidd and Nash, and Nowitzki. and, and Nowitzki. He's a great coach, man. Great he coach. revolutionized the NBA. He's retired now to Maui. I remember reading this piece in the New York Times. Yeah, the NBA is where it is now, offensively, partly because of Don Nelson's yeah. innovations. So he was there um, at the Hall of Fame induction. Long hair, slicked back, probably a long, like, hemp necklace around his... Looking thin. Yeah, looking thin. I did not know that was done Nelson.
0: Oh, it took yeah. me... I had to Google old pictures of him and hold them side by side because I was not convinced. <laughs> Lost a lot like, of that's, not, that's not him. Well, not, not just the weight, Super but just the, the long hair, Super the tan, tan. The, the beard, the... Leathery skin. Oh, Leathery dude. skin.
1: Some people were joking that it looks like a crime boss or mob boss. Yeah. Uh, knowing that he grows his own strand of weed... Uh, I think that he looks to me. Well, let me let me give the story first. Okay, okay. <laughs> so according to this New York Times article that he gave in April 18, he was never a pot smoker. Moves to Hawaii. He starts playing high stakes poker games with none other than Willie Nelson, Owen Wilson, and wow. crap. Who's the other guy? Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's awesome. So he starts playing poker. With three
2: like <laughs> baked, baked, baked guys. dudes, right?
1: That you, you know have no problem smoking that. <laughs> so when I see him now, compared to what he was then, it reminds me of like um. You know, your mom used to warn you about that kid that you like to hang out with, but you didn't <laughs> see the trouble he would get you into. And she would say, don't go play with Willie Nelson. He's nothing but trouble. And you would say, oh, but Willie's a great... We're just playing poker. We're just playing poker, Mom. He's a He's great kid. He's such a fun guy. We have a great time together. And then, what is it, four years later? <laughs> and then four years later, you're growing your own weed, smoking <laughs> right along with them in poker games.
2: And your mom's just like, I, I told you, I tried to tell you, it's a slippery slope. Don, Don Nelson, the way he would just... Like, all you have to do is take a picture of Don Nelson. If you want to see it, go on Hero Ball's Twitter. We've got some pics up there, I think. Yeah, we retweeted Yeah, quite a bit of content. He on is, this. His, just his face is exhibit number one of why you should not smoke weed. This is what it is a gateway drug to looking like Don Nelson.
1: <laughs> I mean, he says, you know, I never thought I'd smoke, but hanging around Willie and Woody and guys like that, you know, everybody smokes in those games. Talking about poker games. And it just becomes kind of uh, natural. Usually, you're smoking with your friends, sitting around telling stories, smoking a bowl. <laughs> I mean, it's just so strange to hear an NBA oh Coach retired Hawaii playing high stakes mm-hmm. poker.
2: That sounds like the kind of story that my parents are afraid they're going to hear from me when I talk about like smoking a cigar or something like that. You yeah, know, you cigars, yeah like, that's
0: the slippery slope. Yeah, I,
2: like I just started smoking cigars a few months ago. And uh, I'm going to end up like Donnie Nelson, growing my own strands, playing high-stake poker.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a funny story. Uh, when I – was it you that sent it over first? I can't remember. Somehow it was just yeah, like – Yeah, I think so. It, it was funny. Yeah, so it's a good story. So he's got his- – <laughs> <laughs> They're feeling
1: good. That's, that's for funny. sure. He's got 10 plants. He grows them himself. He's allowed to grow 10. So he's got 10. He never sells it. Um, but he, yeah, he so, said this – That sounds
2: pretty- like him saying – Listen, this is what I do because this is what the law says that I do. Yes, of course. Wink, well, 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 hey, wink, wink. I may have a few others You're over here. You're talking to the New York Times. You have to
1: exactly. obey the law. So he says it's called Nelly Kush. It's OG and Hindu Kush. Hindu
0: Kush <laughs> is really good. Hey, comes we're, we're giving India. the
2: kids ideas here. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, yeah, we have got to give some sort of like uh, – uh, yeah, Did we just hit some like sort.
2: an explicit rating?
0: I don't know. Do we gotta click no? That thing to... This is
2: commentary. We do not support this. We don't. Yeah, this
0: is. We're just merely. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Bringing... Speak
2: for yourself, man. It's a complicated issue. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> <It's>
0: now, <laughs> now it needs an explicit warning. <laughs> yeah, we are not advocating or supporting. We are merely just reporting. Uh, reporting <laughs> on, on. Man,
1: that is fantastic alliteration. Say that again. That was great. We are.
2: <laughs> we're not advocating or supporting. We are merely reporting.
0: I think okay. that is uh, a that good note to uh, happened, yeah. That's good note to
2: end on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so yeah, hit us up at uh, the Hero Ball podcast, Hero Ball Pod on Twitter. Uh, tell me what I need to what I need to think and boycott because I don't know how to think anymore. Let us know what your favorite Jim Carrey movies are. Uh, if you want to be in on our uh, fantasy basketball league, let us know. We'll get you in on that. And um, don't go smoking that Nelly cushion driving. It's a bad idea. Until yep. then, keep chucking.